are the kind of people who pretend like they're not seeing what they're seeing. I'm not saying you have to vote for or against. I know what I'm doing. I'm so against this. If they were, I'll camp out in front of the, the polls for the next three months because I'm so ready for this thing to happen. I understand even people have decided that with all this going on, that he deserves another four years. I, I to some degree, although I don't agree with, I understand people say I'm not going to do it at all. What I don't understand is people who, are, despite all of the things that have gone on, have not made a decision. They're the stupid-ass people that go to restaurants and go, oh, no, I, I, I hate restaurants with a lot of choices on the menu. What do you need to see for you to finally make a decision? What needs to happen? What do you need? What event do you need to make you finally kick in and say, I need to either do something? Hello, everybody, and welcome. This is TL, and you are now on the front line stereo podcast. Yep, if you are looking for the news, you know what I like to say. This is not it. It's just your boy with a couple of professionals and experts. And you know what I do? I like to ask the questions. Y'all work with me and roll with me right now. I'm gonna be on one today. Yes, I got help in the studio, so I just I just I get to just talk today. And I'm ready. I'm ready to let it ride. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hello, how are you guys doing today? I hope y'all are doing well out there. I don't know who talk. I'm no, I don't even know who I'm talking to no more. But I call for help, and guess what? I got help. Excuse me, I'm just turning my mic up. I just want to turn my mic up a little something. I can't even hear myself talk. Um, I call for help and I got help. Um, but be be before we get started, oh my gosh, I mean, can you believe it? There, There is an overwhelming majority of black America that has been fairly confused, in my opinion. Um, you guys have seen some of my posts out there. Uh, and I'm going to get into it. But you know what? Before I get into it, what I always I forget, I forgot to do this. I forget to do this all the time. Hey, look, um, Frontline Stereo Podcast is a, a growing podcast We're we're moving in the, the proper direction. So to all the fans that have been listening, I really, really appreciate you guys um, for sticking with me and coming back week after week. And even when I take my down weeks, come back that, that next week and stick with us and, and keep going with us um, as we have these conversations, these thought provoking conversations. Um but to take care of the business, um, if you are listening to my voice right now, go on the Frontline Stereo podcast page, hit the like and subscribe button. So that way you get notifications and you can also see the posts that come from off the that come from the Frontline team. We've been asking questions all all, um, all, all week and I, I want to talk about some of those questions today. But again, before I get to, I mean, to say, I have to take care of that part and making sure you guys just stick and continue to roll with us on the Frontline Stereo Podcast. Hey, guys, um, look, there's an I, I said it at the very beginning. There's an overwhelming majority of black America that has been fairly confused and they're confusing strength with power, um, confusing loudness with power. <laughs> and yes, confusing celebrity with power. Uh, we can't get behind everyone, guys. That's that's one of the things that I've been uh, mimic uh, echoing every week 
um, as we come live and have this conversation with you guys, um, even even when their intentions are good, especially these celebrities, even when their intentions are good, we can't just go getting behind everyone. Right now, people are re- trying to rewrite history. And I think I think I need to make that very clear. People are trying to rewrite history right now. And with these different opinions and movements, they're being hijacked. They're being hijacked by celebrities who don't have a clue. They're being hijacked by music artists who hadn't read enough. They're being hijacked by people who think they understand. But again, when you start to have a a thoughtful conversation with them, you find out that they hadn't read enough either. Right now they're jockeying to be like the named savior. So when history, when the history books are rewritten and when the history books come out, um, you'll see those names. And as the person who bought black back to prominence, like we'll see ice cube as the man who put in place reparations. Um, that these are the things that I want to talk about today. So if, if you haven't seen the title for today's um, discussion, as you joined us, we're talking about black agendas today. We're talking about reparations today. Uh, we're talking about Ice Cube, Cardi B, D.L. Hughley. I hope you you joined us right at the beginning of the show because we played a D.L. Hughley clip and and. We want. I want to talk about him and many of these other celebrity influences that are coming out with this opinion on um, what Black America should be doing. As usual on the Frontline Stereo Podcast, I got my boy with me, and I want to introduce y'all to somebody uh, real special and important today. Like I said, I call for help, and I got a producer, so I get to just sit behind the mic and run my mouth. Yes. Um, so welcome into the Frontline Stereo Podcast. Oh, he got his hoodie on. He's ready to go. Oh, scared. What are you reading? It's my boy, T. T. Your, your mic is muted. You got to take yourself off mute, baby. <laughs> What's up, man? Everybody, welcome my contrarian, my usual contrarian, as he likes to call himself, Torian Richardson. <laughs> um, and and then and then that place that you see under the Frontline Stereo Podcast, that's Devin the Dude. Devin the Dude has joined us. He is um, the I, I, we, we can call him the producer of the show right now because your boy just get to sit back and run his mouth. I'm so excited about that, T. I don't even think you understand how excited I am about this situation, man. It's good, man. We got a nice trio going. How y'all feeling? Oh, I'm feeling good, baby. Awesome, look, look, Devin, sure. Devin don't want to talk, man. He Devin, Devin, the dude is finna be shy, and shy, I don't need man. him to be. Yeah. Shy. Go ahead, put us in widescreen, man. If you put us in widescreen, that way people don't have to focus so much. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we in the building. <laughs> yeah. um, Frontline stereo podcast, people. Um, I, I just want to clap it up for my boy Devin. I, I really appreciate him. Yes, I really do appreciate him joining the show. And and helping me out because, like I said last week, you if you could only understand how hard it is to produce a show and 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 facilitate a conversation, guys, it's really hard. I, I don't want to. I don't even want to make any mistakes about it. It's, it's extremely, yeah. extremely yeah. hard. Well, so you, you, you asked me a question hey, though before we get started. Ice you Cube asked, is. Can you hear me? What's the question I asked you? I'm, I'm sorry about that. You asked me what yeah, I, I can was hear reading. You. I, was, I was just gonna say I was reading Sacred Woman, man. <laughs> I, I don't think I got a chance to tell that to the listeners. <laughs> Man, you on a you on a feminist movement or something now, man? Hey, man, listen, everything is about being holistic and balanced, man. So I think, yeah, you know, if if we have too much of one, we have to balance things out. So I'm I'm all about the sacred woman, bro. It's good. We should have a whole show about it, man, dude. Speaking of whole shows, yeah, guys, I got to sit in with um Torian's co-host mm. of Where's Your Heart. If you guys haven't checked out that show yet, go ahead and check out on Mondays Torian's Where's Your Heart with co-host um. 
Royce Tevis Towns. He he Royce also does his own show called Killing the Great White Male. Yeah, Royce, yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, Royce does his own show um called Killing the Great White Male. I think I just like saying that. I'm saying it again, killing the great <laughs> white male. I'm telling you, he 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 creates experiences for us that we can share together. And we, what we did is we had a conversation um, in regards to Ibram X's book. Um, matter of fact, I have it right here. Um, if you haven't read this book on how to be an anti-racist, this is um, written by Ibram X. Kendi. Go check out um, on any, I mean, not, not any, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, Killing a Great White Male. The latest episode is out. Me and Royce is having a conversation about being anti-racist. And if you want to have a listen to a true experience of uh, a a black guy and a white guy talking about being anti-racist. I'm telling you, man, it's something else. You, you got to listen to it. Jaron, what's up, man? My One of my guys is always in there supporting the Frontline Stereo Podcast. My wife is out there um, supporting the Frontline Stereo Podcast. So I really appreciate you guys um, joining us again. And you know what, T, I'm ready to get into it. I mean, Ice Cube. Ice Cube put out the he he put out the the contract for Black America, and yeah. I just want to just talk about this contract for Black America. And the first yeah. question that I'm having, um, I have to the audience as well as yourself, definitely audience. If you guys are out there, go ahead and chime in, Dev. If you could put that question up, that very first question that that talks about, have you even read um, any of these Black agendas that's out there? And T, that's the question that I have to you right now. Mm-hmm. Have you read or viewed any of the Black agendas out there? Um, that 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 have started to gain traction. Um, I'm most familiar with Ice Cubes, and uh, I read the not. I didn't read the whole document. I, I believe it's about 24, 26 pages or something like that. Um, I viewed the website obviously before you and I spoke just to kind of go over things. And first, let me just say I, I applaud anyone who is solutions oriented. So I think way too many times people find their like, even going back to the clip and. And some of the narrative that's out there right now, so many times we find our identity and our purpose in the problem as opposed to finding solutions. And so I like the fact that there are people, regardless of their profession, which I know we do need to talk about, and I think that's a great subject, that have actually taken a real swing at trying to create a solution that, if anything, creates dialogue like this. But at our very, you know, at the very most, we, we hope that makes systemic change in some places that we need to make changes in. So I applaud it. I like Ice Cube's attempts. And I'm sure he's Man, the and look, person. And I'm sure other people were a part of it. But I'm just saying Ice Cube just for the sake of, you know, that's that's the person we know. I guess we can applaud him. <laughs> you know how I you know how I get, man. Look, I'm, 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 I'm I do. Just like I said with the NBA last week, um, mm-hmm. when I was talking when I was when I was talking about the NBA, I said their protest was this is very new to them and this is a start. So I had some suggestions to throw out there and I think I'm going down the same route with um, Ice Cube, but in that, in that same token, I'm noticing something um, that's become a trend with the black community Hmm. is we don't stick together, man. And and even when I, I think that's when I said, history is being rewritten right now and people are trying to be the the one named savior when it comes to history 
there's people out there that has been pushing this. He has he he calls his um he calls it the contract with Black America. But as you can see on my shirt, I am a I am an avid supporter of Yvette Carnell and Antonio Moore and Sandy Darity and the ADOS movement. That is the American Descendant of Slaves movement. This reparation conversation has been going on for the past um, since since 2015, and and that's the reason why I ask. Uh, I want to ask people in the in that the listeners today have you even read some of these um, agendas, whether it be ADOS or Ice Cube Ice Cube's um, contract with Black America, because you'll start to see that ADOS has followed some of these um, ideas and things that that are that are being put in place. And it's like we're almost mimicking it. And I'll say rather than mimic, why not sit down together with people has put it who have put in time and lend your star power to them so that that could be the center of attention. And we start to gain traction on one contract or one um, roadmap to reparations or roadmap to economic prosperity for, for the black people. I don't see any comments out there. I, I got to know guys, frontline listeners. I really want to know, have you read or viewed any of the black agendas that have been placed out there? And because I, I just feel like our, our stars are hijacking. I mean, like when we seen, I, this is what I really applaud cube on cube took a swing at it. Like you said, and he threw out this one page contract, which I can't, I, I hate to say it. It was poorly written. And even with it being poorly written, he were, he was trying to mimic some of the things that are coming from the ADOS movement. He, yeah, I, I do agree with you, Desmond. He, I think everyone wants some singular credit, but I think ADOS, um, Antonio Moore specifically, he went through a video where he broke down Cube's contract with Black America, and he basically told him, he's like, I'm not knocking you, but hey, look, th- is if you've been putting in the time and the work, this is something that we should have seen from years beforehand. It's people that actually have put in the time and the work, and for you to just throw something out there with your level of influence and have people start to back you and have this conversation, I almost feel like it's tokenism It's pan not tokenism. It's, it's pandering. It's pandering black America again, because now we got Joey B. Y'all know who Joey B is. He sat down with Cardi B. He sat down with Cardi B <laughs> and had this conversation. And now, <laughs> now, we got, now we got Ice Cube finna come to the table with Joe, Joe Biden and talk about this contract for Black America. What's your thoughts on that? that um, listeners, please share with me. What's your thoughts? I mean, I, I don't get to see the comments right away, y'all. I'm, I, I'm, I, I have a lot of thoughts on that, man. I mean, first of all, is this this further confirms that attention is the currency of the future. So basically getting someone's attention has scientifically become that much more harder, not only to get it, but to keep it as in short spurts. So I think that what these candidates are trying to do is they're actually trying to leverage where the attention is. Good, bad, or indifferent, that's where people's eyeballs and their ears are. So um, from just trying to win whatever they're trying to win, I understand that, particularly from a business standpoint. But as far as Cube goes, even that goes back to how you measure his success. I, I respect Ice Cube. I'm a fan of his music and, and the work that he's Very done. Much. So, I, I, so I always show that. But he's also been successful in the current system. Highly successful, right? Even though it was, and I'm not saying this in a derogatory way, it was telling the story. It was you know, creating content, films, records, and stuff like that. He's still been highly successful. So essentially what he's doing is what got him to this point, which is he's watching out for his own self-interest first through ownership, owning the idea with the right intent behind it, which is putting that out for the community. So 
I'm not saying it's bad or good. I'm just saying this is what I think the process is, right? Now, is that part of the, the challenge that we have in the Native Black American community coming together? It could be, but I haven't seen any situation really in, in any uh, group of people or any culture where those people who have influence don't try to protect that influence and then influence other people that can fur further the direction that they're trying. No, I follow you. And, and this is this. This is my thing. He has been successful, but he's been successful with who? Um, I know we look at Cube and we talk about him being a part of the big three. Um, he's he's a co-founder of the big three. And, and people look at that. I, I think I even said it last week, but it caused me to do some research. And when I started that research, I go, oh, my gosh, I, I, I need to look into this stuff a little bit more before I speak. And that's what I think Cube should be doing. Um, he, he's laying out this economic plan. And especially when reparations is a part of the plan, Devin, I even think we have we have that somewhere. I want to pull that up a little bit later. Not not exactly right now, but if you have the time, we're going to pull we're going to pull it up. And we, I want to I want to go through some of the things that are in this plan. If we did a word search on reparation, it actually comes up twice. So this is where I say he's pandering black America and also hijacking this movement, this ADOS movement, the American descendant of slaves movement that has hard work being placed into it. And that hard work that's being placed into ADOS is, is being missed out on um, from the, the general public. He should have bought his influence to ADOS because I mean, this is not, this is not an entertainer that's writing up, um, ADOS movement is not an entertainer that's writing up a contract. This is a lawyer. This is somebody with uh, historically a, 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 a governmental background that that co-founded the ADOS movement, putting these items together. So that, that that's what's taking place when it comes to this contract. And then and, and in this contract, this is where he really loses me, guys. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. Tell me if you if you read this contract, um, definitely comment and engage with us. Um, this is where he loses me. He talks about reform, Hollywood reform. <laughs> he, he he wants us to reform. He wants he wants in this in the contract with Black America to reform Hollywood. This is why I say, bitch, y'all rich. <laughs> reform Hollywood, y'all damn self. Tyler Perry got a studio. Only use his studio. That's reform. If you worried about, I mean, you you sit down and you write with um, you sit down and you write uh plays and in movies. Hire black people, and this is the way you reform Hollywood. There's an economic plan. The problem is the economic plan that you're pushing forth is not really for you. It's for those who have been marginalized. It's for those who who have a concern with money. And this is where I go. Stop looking at this. Stop pandering us and taking away the attention from the real movements, the ADOS movement. I know I sent you this stuff, T, and, and, and yeah. I know you looked at this ADOS 101. That's a real after reparation and 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 we got to start fixing our language too because one of the things that we say with our language is what of what are our demands when you have a real contract put in place and when you have a real um I'm finna, here, here comes the legal term that, that i think I, I need us to start using when you have real claims this is when courts start to hear you this is these are legal terms we you, you can't go to a court and make demands but you can go and make a claim and then you can state your claim and then they can hear that claim out and decide whether this is a good route to go or not so let me ask you a question real fast so you said the ados has been it's been talking about 15, right? 2015 or 14? 2015. That's for the past five years. Five years. 2000. So why, uh, yeah. So why don't more people know about them? 
black people? That's a good question because if you watch Camus Bell, um, his his show that comes on CNN, um, I forget the name of his United show. Camus Bell, United something Shades with America. America, conversation with America, United Shades of America, United, United Shades of America. His yeah, his on, on the last United Shades of America that just came out, he had Yvette Carnell on there. This is a, this is one of the co-founders and one of the loudest voices in um, the ADOS movement. The ADOS movement is mentioned point, though, throughout multiple articles. But you're missing the point, though. If Damn. you're yelling, if you're yelling as loud as you can what? in a small soundproof room, you can be the loudest voice in anything and people don't know. That's why my question for you is, you talk about Ice Cube, where Ice Cube is doing is saying, listen, we're not blowing up the financial system that we're talking about. We're talking about reforming it, which means that we still have to learn how to be successful in the roots of the system that already exists. So he understands that at the root of that is ownership. And so what he's trying to do, I believe, is own the idea of one. Does he really? Because even in his own, it, it, I mean, but no, well, that's the thing. You you say he understands that at the root of ownership. And I go, does he really? Because one of the things that we look at, look at him at, and I think even Desmond said, we, we got some some redundancies that's starting to be placed out there. Definitely some redundancies out there, um, Desmond. The one of the things that I, 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 I'm thinking about with the big three, we look at him as a owner. He had to deal with Qatar and he had this 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 Jewish um, this Jewish partner in this case. And dude, when we own stuff, Roger Mason, the first black commissioner of the big three people like that don't get fired, man. When we own stuff, people like that don't get fired. That means somebody else still controlling the money. Oh, you mean the person who got um, fired out of his league? Out of <laughs> what I mean? Yeah, that means, that means Cube and Cube Cube is a partner. But here it is. If there should be some guilt related to um, there should be some guilt related to how how black people are still marginalized, even at the ownership level. Roger Mason Jr. was the own um, was the commissioner of the big three. And as the commissioner of the big three, as the commissioner of the big three, he what what was what was taking place? He, he came back and called him racist. Yeah. The. Roger Mason Jr. He he even claimed racist a racist organization. And if you are a black guy at the head of this organization, then these things don't happen. That shows that we're still not in ownership. So here it is: we're listening to a guy who presents himself as ownership, but still not in ownership. Well, he he could be. Yes, he's not in technical ownership, but it's about being in ownership of the legacy. And so when we think of the civil rights movement, because of marketing. And because the narrative and people's attention is on Martin Luther King, and I'm not saying he wasn't a pivotal figure, of course he was, but there were many other pivotal figures that were just as big, if not even more influential, making that actually happen. But there's one figurehead that owns a legacy. I'm not saying he should or shouldn't. That's not even my debate right now. My point is, is that if any of these things start to go through at this pivotal moment, then Ice Cube has the potential of being the person from a legacy standpoint that owns that narrative. That's a real thing. If any of it goes through. But it, here's the thing. As, as Desmond said previously, this mm. contract is a redundancy there. If you go out, if you guys go out to ADL, ADOS 101, you'll start to see the way he the, the way he literally lays out who gets who gets reparations 
is the exact wording that ADOS from 2015 has placed out there. And here's where I have an additional problem with this, guys. We're talking about identity politics when we have this type of conversation. When, when When you enter into this arena, you're talking about identity politics. Here's part one to this. If you've read this contract for Black America, the first thing that um, I think Marcus even came up with said w- w- the black agenda is what what everyone else is getting. No, let's be clear about what the black agenda is. The black agenda is a list of things that we need to repair our communities from the things that we suffer um, that we suffer from. And more importantly, we have to again, we, when we're dealing with identity politics, you have to identify the group that you're talking about. We're not talking about black people as a whole. We're not talking about native black Americans because there are immigrants who came over here from other countries like Jamaica, like Haiti, that came into to America and had children and their children would be considered native black American, first generation native black Americans. We're not talking about those guys. We're not talking about them. It's no offense to them. And, and they have some claims with some of the things that should go on the black agenda. But when it comes to the reparations conversation, we have to clearly identify a specific group and from a specific time period. And again, we're not talking about demands. We're talking about claims. There's a claim that says slavery, Jim Crow and gerrymandering completely affected the American descendant of slaves and how ADOS lays it out. You can go into court and fight this. This is not a contract in, in, in ice cubes contract with black America. He, he does the one thing that I really hate. I'm not, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't hate any other groups. I don't hate any other um, any other movements. But what I hate is what's happening is people Jerry Hitch their their moving up movement up to ours and they're paid attention more than 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 our whole movement that we started are paid is paid attention to. If you go out and look at the um, the DNC's um, plan for for Black America, they mention the word like minority, which is a, a a word that needs to be thrown away because when it comes to Black people, when you say minority, that immediately takes us. It's more other. It's more people that get get um like a for, for affirmative action. It's more people that get pulled in for affirmative action under the term minority than just black people. We talking about women. We talking about people of color and people of color. That's, that's another term that we can throw away in black America that we need to start um, throwing away um, that people of color can include um, dark Asians. And when I say dark Asians, I mean, Indian people, these, I mean, this is how we get hijacked and, and right in his contract. Uh, if, if you guys do a word search for Native American or immigrants, how how are we putting together? You, you hear him talking that that should let you know he didn't write it. He, you hear him talking. He said we need an agenda for black people and only for black people. And we, we don't need nobody talking about nobody else but black people. And so but we start about reparation. He, he, he mentions Native American. But there's the, there's a problem even in the first part of that, bro. Is we we what? say black people? What's the issue? What what does that mean? When we say black people, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Seriously, I mean that that in <laughs> itself is the basis of the conversation. We we, okay. we had this conversation before. What is blackness? What is whiteness? Not from the construct of what everybody's throwing out there, but if we want to be specific and if we want to be legal, we have to be definitive <laughs> in what that actually represents. 
And I agree with you. Again, that's why I say when you deal in identity politics, you have to be very distinct with the people that you are talking to and 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 the group that you're you're specifying. When we say native black Americans, that can be anybody from first generation from like if, if like I said, if Jamaicans come come to the um, Kamala Harris, she's a native black American. Why is she a native black American? Because both her parents, whether we like it or not, uh, if, if, if I trigger some people off when I say her mother is a person of color, her father's a person of color, one being an Indian, one being um, a Jamaican. Her being born in Oakland, California, California makes her a native black American. But is she ADOS? Or should I go that way? I'm gonna go that way. Is she ADOS? Is she an American descendant of slave? No, she's not. So did her people have to deal with some of the ills? Some of the ills, yes, but not all of the ills that have kept um, Amer- black America down um, since the 1800 period. And ADOS clearly lays out what that eight, what that um, how that period goes from 18. I think it's 1816. Matter of fact, it's on my shirt. 1619 to 29 or to 2020. It's on my shirt. We, we, we mentioned they mentioned I, I from slavery to the reconstruction era. Go ahead. Oh, my bad. I, th- I was gonna let you finish, man. I mean, I think that's a fair distinction. I think that there should be because there is a fundamental difference depending on how you actually define native black American. Um, but that's that's a whole nother conversation. The, the challenge is is that our entertainers, the people who have our attention are not distinguishing ADOS and Native Black American and African American. They're, they're, they're connecting to their they audience. They can't. Why? They can't. Why? Why can't they? Oh, I take that back. Do they have the ability to? Yeah, but they uh-huh. need to read more. If, if Killer Mike got up there, yeah, I know Killer Mike, but Killer Mike could actually distinguish the things he can, he can distinguish between the two groups and he'll be able to eloquent, eloquently prove his point but a person like cube he's not proving his point when but you they, but, when you deal but, in identity politics and then but, mention other entities within that group because they don't want track for they don't black want america you can't say native americans they don't want to they, hmm. let me tell you why these are people not knocking but them i get it but they don't have their attention <laughs> see what i'm saying these are people these, these are our brothers okay because mm-hmm. i'm not trying to belittle them that have been successful in the system and so if you start to say ADOS over Native Black American over um, immigrant, you're literally chopping up your own market. I started off my conversation by the currency right now is attention. So if I start distinguishing ADOS and I don't identify with that, I'm cutting off people's attention, which is my market, which is who buys my movies, which is who, who um, listens to my music. Same thing with D.L. Hughley, who listens to his, I don't know where, I don't, I'm, I don't watch his stuff, but I see some clips, his radio show or his podcast or whatever he's doing. So this is why I think because there there isn't a self-interest. And I'm not trying to say this in a bad way because I, I, I am a capitalist. Right. A self-interest way in which they're mm-hmm. approaching this. They're saying we have the attention of black people, which is that whole group. Therefore, we're going to present to the people who we have their attention what we think the best thing is and what's going to keep them engaged with me. Please don't think that they don't have any intentions of thinking about. I, I want their I attention. This is. They, I mean, it's not altruistic. Though. I absolutely believe they have intent. Just, just like, just like we, t- just like you mentioned in the in, in the, the D.L. Hughley clip. We played a D.L. Hughley clip for those who missed it. It's D.L. Hughley and on his morning radio show, and he's saying why he can't wait to pull the lever on um, 
on 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 Agent Orange. Um, he was referring to Trump. He he's ready to get Trump out of the office, and he doesn't understand when he speaks to people that say they haven't made up their mind, and he doesn't understand why they can't make up their mind. He said he's made up his mind four years ago when he went to his office, and he thinks people like this are those stupid people that come into the restaurant they go into all the time and say, "Hmm, what do I want?" I get what he's saying when it comes to the restaurant joke, but he's a he's a comedian, and that's what he do. That's what he does. But for me, yeah, I am waiting to see something. I haven't made up my mind right now. I, I made up my mind to do a down ballot and not vote for president at all. But how, however, if one of these contracts with a partial black agenda is 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 laid out and one of these candidates saying, I don't care which candidate it is, because quite frankly, the black community is purple. We really are, too. I, think, I, I know we say blue fight till we die, but we're, we're socially we're socially um, we're, we're, we're socially um, conservative and we're fiscally liberal. That means we have we, we identify with things from both parties. And if you're saying you don't, that means you're not being real with yourself. I don't care who you are. You're not being real with yourself. You're saying you're not identifying with with things right. from from I've both. Said this, I've said this since day one. I've said this. I mean, my marriage has never been to a party. But let me ask you another question to kind of challenge what you're you thinking. Um, excuse yeah, me. And, but there's people out there who and, and but but when it goes to what is what he's saying, I don't care which if Trump started saying I'm going to adopt the black agenda from ADOS or from this black contract, because quite frankly, the black contract for the with the contract with black America from Ice Cube that Ice Cube is um, is promoting because that's what he's doing. He's promoting it. He takes a lot of things from ADOS. So hopefully he can get them on board or they can sit down at the table with him, because that's why we even talking about this. ta Coates even borrows from ADOS. All these movements when it comes to reparation, the H.R. 40 bill, which is a bill that has been the, the H.R. 40 bill, which is a bill that's been put out there and in front of by two two of our, our, our great congressmen and women. Um, that is even ADOS has lended their their know-how and their roadmap of reparations to to even that but we don't need no commissions man cut the check and leave me alone cut the check and then after you cut the check give me the agenda that we're laying out for um tax breaks and school breaks and oh, all the man. other things out hollywood reform we, you, you want me to take you serious oh, you can't pull up hollywood reform bro you you don't get a new studio in this queue that's what i'm saying oh well here's my thing <clears throat> one you don't give the money out that right away because this goes back to what i've said since day one i've been saying it for 10 years we in our community there's some there's some healing we got to do man and, and part of that healing is financial he puts that down right? as well as ados they both have a healing i got you i got you. they say there's a i got you. america i got you but 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 again the system that we're in, that we're reforming or re we're defining or we're recreating, whatever, we're not we're not saying blow it. At least I'm not. Nor do I think anyone else is blow it up and then start over from the beginning. One, no one really wants to pay the cost for that because that would take about 40 to 50 years to really get up and running. And that wouldn't really work. So we're reforming what exists. And still what exists is how do I make sure that my self-interests are taken care of so that I can do the latter? So if the ADOS has not copywritten what they thought, um, it is. I mean, I know this sounds technical and it may not, it may sound a little impersonal, but it's open for people to say, you know what? This makes sense. Let me add some stuff to it and make this a little bit more competitive in the system that they've been successful in. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just being observant to where they are. So I don't think it's necessarily, hey, we're trying to break things up on purpose. I think mm -hmm. it's, hey. How can I, since I do have the platform, how can I take this to another level 
and then still leave part of my legacy as a part of it. So here, I I have the, here's here's another question that I have you because you you're 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 leading me right up into the question. I, yeah. I put I put a Facebook post out there today that said if Donald Trump implemented any any some or or adopted this black contract for America or any of this black agenda, would he have your vote in November? Guys, if you're out there listening and you see that question. Come on, throw me a comment right now because yeah, I can tell you what I you, you can you can almost guess for a fact what I on, on my post on my post. There was no after no after no after no after definitely no. And then a few of my white friends um, chimed in and they said, what makes you think he hasn't adopted some of these things from the black the a contract for black America? First, I want you guys to pay attention that even they read the, the contract for black America. Even they have paid attention to the ADOS movement and looking at this reparation because they got to know how it's going to affect them, too. And I'm saying you got we, we got to go look at this stuff and start to have a conversation about it. And oh, th- there's one JT. Yes, sir. He said, yes, Trump would have his vote if he laid out uh, a agenda for black America. No, let it, no, <laughs> let it. Lee Pio in the building. But yeah, this is what I'm saying. The fact that you're saying no, you're one of the things that I, I've quoted from um, how to be an anti-racist long. Have we been taught to look at the person and instead of looking uh, instead of looking at the person and their flaws, we need to look at their policy. And then when y'all while we're out there using that, the lesser of two evils and the and the our ancestors died for our right to vote. I, I want to recall to you that statement that I've also made. There's an inherent belief that there's something to vote for. And if a black agenda was adopted by Trump or Biden, I don't care which one of them it is, if it's adopted by either one of them. That's who got my vote because there's something for me to vote for. Now, if both of them said, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm adopting this contract for black America. See, look, you ain't turn your phone off. I told you put it on mute. <laughs> 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 the, uh, the, the agenda, if, if Trump or Biden adopted this agenda for black America, then we can go talk about the lesser of two evils. But quite frankly, I wouldn't care which one got in as long as they started doing it. And then the, here's the other piece um, to answer your question, T.L., the answer would be no, because he shouldn't, he should have did it when he first took office. I'm glad you said that, Jaron. Let me tell you why. Because there's things like the First Step Act, which also is laid out in Cube's, um, which also is laid out in Cube's um, contract, where they, they start to pull back some of these three-strike law sentences and all these marijuana sentences that he's that he's asking for off the three strikes. Trump has already put that into law and started pulling that back. Yeah, there's some good things from it. Yeah, there's some bad things from it. But this is where I say black community, they're, you're not going to get a perfect candidate and there's going to be good things and there are going to be bad things. You guys say that to me all the time. Guess what else he does? He, he, that HBCU funding, he took off the table by, by passing that into law. That's also in Ice Cube's contract, as well as ADOS's contract. So to to answer your question, get Derek up there. Derek has a good comment. He's already though. started implementing some of these. Get Derek uh, last the last comment. That last comment. He said, okay, but he said, okay, with his history, what happens if there's a breach of contract? 
a blatant breach of contract. Man, look, I, it, all presidents do a blatant bre- breach of contract. Yeah, sometimes these executive orders um, does affect the the federal side of 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 of, of government. Look at Devin; he over there. He about to jump down my throat. You can well, come hold on, on. hold on a second, bro. So let, let, I'm, I'm with him on all this, and and yes, you know we do have breach of contract no matter what. But but the way I would answer that the question that question would be. The system wins every time. So my comeback question would be, tell me the policies of Joe Jurgensen. Of Joe Jurgensen? Who is that? Hmm. Yeah. That's the um, the libertarian. Come on. I don't know everybody. You, I told you. No, you that's, a, that's, a libertarian, that's a libertarian candidate for president. And okay. so my point is, is that the way the system is set up right now is you only have one more choice than they have in China. <laughs> and that's the truth, right? The way that it's set up. And the okay. fact that we can't have an honest conversation about a real independent candidate or a Green Party candidate or a Libertarian candidate further substantiates the fact that we have to understand the system a little bit more and practice group economics so that we can actually get, like you said, the policies that are needed to move things forward. But we have, we have to understand that the system is what's running it, which is why you don't know who Joe Jurgensen is, and most people don't, and they certainly can't tell you their stance around immigration, around tax laws, or anything else if they don't even know they exist. That's number one. Number two would be, just as important as this conversation, is having some context what's happening locally and at the state level. And most of, and, and a lot of people that I've spoken to, I can't say us, but people I've spoken to have no clue who's running for sheriff, what their background is, what their history is as far as policing has to go and public safety and the connection or if they even connect the two i think that's where you make now that that there i definitely agree with you need to know your local politics before you can talk on this grand scale you do you do need to have uh, uh, an opinion about your local politics because i can't say this enough look y'all i haven't been in front of a judge before um i don't wish divorce on nobody i don't um, wish a custody battle on nobody but i can tell you this after I had my divorce and and after going through the hell that I went through with one of the one of the three judges I encountered, um, they literally retired a judge, forcefully retired a judge because of how bad she was. When I got my ballot to vote for the judges in the local county, I felt a level of responsibility to go and research these judges because somebody else is going to go in front of that judge. And if they 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 don't have a, a fair a fair shot at being treated, um, if you don't if you don't get the fair treatment, then I mean, like everything is shot. So th- there should be a level of responsibility you have to your local government to research, look at the history of these um, people and, 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 and get focused on local politics. And then we can start talking about that grand scale, because that grand scale, that 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 that, that national that national policy and law. Um, we can pull it in. Oh, thank you, Devin, for reminding me. Um, we're going to go ahead and copy the link, copy the link out and put it in the comments so you guys can join us and engage in the in the conversation. I do want to pivot. Uh, it's not a it's not a complete pivot, but I want to I want to pivot to the the next com- question that I had for you guys. And Devin, he'll be ready soon in in a, in a <laughs> moment. If 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 Biden said he was not going to implement any black agenda or any contract for black America or any ADOS politics, would he still have your vote? Because I, I, I really get that. We don't like Trump. This is not me stumping for Trump. 
This is not me saying let's roll stump Trump um, Trump stumpers and and let's let's get Trump back on the on the right part of the situation. Let's get Trump back in the right part of the game. There's the link out there, um, so you guys know. If, if you want to call in and engage with us, Devin's a pull, Devin to pull you into the studio and 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 we can you can ask us a question or or, or make your comment and engage with us. But if Biden said he wasn't going to implement because this is I, I think black America is is voting against their interests when it comes to when it comes to Biden alone. Can you pull that question up for Devin? So people that are just coming in, they'll they'll know um, what's going on. The. Yeah, not not the Trump one, the, the Biden one, the. I, I believe we're voting against our own interests when we talk about voting for voting for Biden because wait, hold on, hold on, we wait, got people say, on the streets of America interest, right now. I know T you about No, no, when you say our interests, who are you referring to? I'm talking about Black America again. Okay, so that's ADOS, that's that's Native Black And American, this is not specific. Hair. No. Okay. I'm I'm just I just want to be clear. Now. I'm be clear. Okay. Yeah. All right. And I'll 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 say this now. Yeah, you can pull that up too. You can join the line. <laughs> the the Oh, we got a call on the line. That's what we're saying. Jaron, what's going on, man? You got a question, a comment about what we're talking about. My man, always a faithful supporter. I appreciate you as usual. What's your what's question and comment? On, well, my so comment have- more or less is um, with what you're talking about, it's the truth. And that's why I said, like, we as black people were brainwashed to vote for the illusion of democracy. That's a problem right there because democracy doesn't exist in America. It's a republic. It's a republic. It's a republic. And it says in the Pledge of Allegiance. So that's why I said, like, if Donald Trump, even if he started doing stuff for black people now, he wouldn't have my vote. Why? Because you've been a leader for four years. You had the opportunity to, to correct these things and you did it. And it took you until the end of your first term to do it. You but that's the there. thing. You, you said he had the opportunity, but he has done stuff. The First Step Act literally rolls back Joe Biden's crime bill three strike rule and pulls down the sentences for people who had life sentences for carrying a, a ounce of marijuana. He rolling that back. And there's over there's over. They said 91 um, percent overwhelmingly that affected black the incarcerated people that from black America overwhelmingly, just like Joe Biden's crime bill, overwhelmingly affected the black community but you have, along but you with have that you saying the, he had, you have he, to look at the contrast too because my thing is if you look at it yeah I'm, I'm gonna tell you why look at the contrast yeah he may have created that bill so now people are now getting out of jail or getting reduced sentences for marijuana but what about the people that are out here that are caucasian that are still murdering people or doing horrendous crimes and all they get is a slap on a wrist of pro- six months probation Man, look, I, look, I, you you'll hear me say it all the time. I'm not talking about Caucasian people. I'm not finna hit stay wagon up to I, our wagon. Not, I'm talking about I'm Black saying. America. This fubu today. This for us. And I understand. Not us. And I understand the, 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 to add to the other thing was that you said if Biden said that he's not going to do anything for Black people, then would we vote for him too? That's the problem yes. right there. Someone who's taking too long and someone who doesn't want to do anything. It's like you're looking at the lesser of the two evils. Both of them are not good, but you got to pick one. Well, because the system wins. Look, Jared, I appreciate your comment as usual. Yeah, the, the, I appreciate your comment as usual, um, Jared. I appreciate you joining the front line. Look, man, this is this is where I go. Here's there's that lesser of two evil comments that gets thrown in my face. But then when I when I state some of these policies, amen, amen, Jaron, you um, you got Will out there telling you, amen, brother. But look, some of these things are being implemented. And just like you guys tell me all the time, Trey, TL, um, we can't 
we 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 can't expect a, a perfect a, a perfect candidate. Everybody's not going to be perfect. You're right. Everybody's not going to be perfect. That doesn't mean I'm I'm again. That doesn't mean I'm stumping for Trump. But if we stop looking at the person and start paying attention to his policy, his policy telling us that he's actually doing stuff for us, whether it's perfect or not. It said he's doing something. Biden has been in, in, in government for 40 plus years. And the things that he's done has been very clear. Crime bill. Hey, what, what, what crime bill, Joe, say? Crime bill, Joe. Every major crime bill since 1976 has had the name Joseph R. Biden on it. And now we're in the streets marching in the darkness. <laughs> but we're marching for police brutality police reform um saying their names and everything and here it is we want to we want to vote for the guy who about to give him 300 million dollars i don't know what this 300 million dollars is for but i know it's to go to the police we're gonna keep rolling we're we gonna go a little longer than 10 minutes and my boy my boy my boy on point that's what i'm talking about i got help in here y'all that's why i get to run my <laughs> mouth today oh man so look, let's let's pivot to that other question that I had. I, I really want to ask you guys again. Um, and no, Marcus, he didn't create these bills by himself. But this is why I challenge you guys and charge you guys with saying, hey, look, you guys tell me all the time. I, I don't want you. You know, this is another pet peeve. <laughs> Y'all always tell me that other thing. If you don't go vote, that's a vote for Trump. Let me let me help you. all Let me explain something to you guys. When I hear you guys say that only thing I can think of is a Trump supporter saying, if you don't vote, that's a vote for Biden. It go both ways, guys. And no, these people don't create these bills for themselves. And yes, Trump is an idiot who fires everybody. So we'd have to have some guarantees. If he was the man that's going to implement black America's black agenda, then yes, we'd have to have some guarantees that somebody's going to be there for all four years to help implement this, this joint. Because I don't trust, no, I don't trust Trump. He's an idiot. And I ain't talking about not trusting him because he 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 lied to people about how severe coronavirus is. That's that's that liberal media mess. Now, if you want to buy into that mess, that's you buying into that mess. You shouldn't need a president to tell you to put your mask on and don't go to a house party with a hundred a hundred plus people. If you can't if you can't do that on your own, then, then you don't need to be voting no way. Uh, that's funny. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> What's going I mean, on? It, I, okay. I, so here, here, here's my other question. Here's here's my other question to you. White privilege versus black guilt. Um, should we have any guilt at this point? And 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 when I let me let me frame this context. Um, if you're if you're an NBA basketball fan, you you've just heard that Steve Nash just got um hired as the coach of the um Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets. And there was Stephen A. Jackson. I mean, say Stephen A. Jackson. Stephen A. Smith came out and said that's white privilege at its finest. But then this is where I go, black guilt. Should we not have any guilt? Because Kyrie Irving and and um the baddest man on the planet that I can't remember his name right now. Come on, you said for me. KD, yes, thank you. Kevin Durant, they both are getting paid over 500 million dollars. Um to, by this organization and they had to sign off on it. Is it not time? Is, is it, is it time for us to have some guilt about not raising up somebody like a Mark Jackson um, for cube? Is it not time for him to have some guilt and, and, and back a person like Roger Mason jr. When he say there is racist claims, he supposed to go to war with him. And if he lose the war, he lose the war, but go with him. Is it, is it not for us to have some guilt of, of people? I know I feel it too. I know we feel it all the time. People look at us and we go, we're in corporate America. We're in leadership positions. 
And in corporate America, they say, how can you pull how can you pull me in? Now, everybody I can't pull in, but there's a certain skill set of people, a qualified people who I can pull in. And when I do from time to time, and I definitely say more often than not, it's a black person. I'm not just going to pull you in because you're asking me to pull you in because that, that I don't want that to burn my reputation. But but for T, I know you experienced this. No, I've experienced always- it and I'm very and I'm very intentional about making sure that that I do that in the hiring process and contractors that I have, um, my attorneys, my account. I mean, so so I'm intentional around it. And I think it's important that people are. Um, but but I want to know what black guilt is though. Is that is that what you're explaining? Because I, I I think yeah. I understand what white privilege is. But when you say black you- guilt, what exactly do you mean? Do you feel any guilt for not being able to pull everybody up? Or if you're sitting in a position like a KD or or like a um or, or like a KD and, and Kyrie Irving, where you can say, no, I'm not finna sign off on um on Steve Nash. I want Mark Jackson to come coach. Why not or why not any other brother? Let's let's pick a brother. Like, is there any guilt that you that these guys are feeling when they don't pick the brother? Especially think- knowing that there are so many qualified people out there. I don't think it's binary. Um, I think it's situational. I don't know the specifics. I mean, when I think of Steve Nash as a player, he was good, seemed cerebral, moved the ball around a lot, I guess. I mean, I haven't watched basketball like that in a long time. So I could see how he might be a qualified candidate, but I'm sure there are also other um, people that played that were just as qualified, if not more qualified. So I don't have to dig into the process. Just like when I work with companies and organizations, it starts at the beginning. It starts the whole process all the way through. If there's one part of that that has a bottleneck that is centered around limitation or any type of implicit racism, then it's going to affect the, the whole rest of the process in any direction. So we'd have to look at that. I'm not sure that the NBA has even gone through that at, at this point because things have been so reactionary, number one. And number two, KD and those guys, again, at the end of the day, they're making $50 million a year or whatever they make. And they can't go home and be like, for the cause, I just gave that up, right? It has to be a collective movement. It's one of the reasons why they haven't done some of the things that they've done within the NBA with the shirts and stuff until there was a large enough group to protect the interests of everybody. And, and Paul, Desmond, I see you out there saying um, – since Steve Nash has no coaching experience, maybe a stat start. You know that wasn't the case, man. And 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 when I say this, I'm not knocking Steve Nash. Steve Nash is a good guy. I think he. I don't know him personally, but I think he he seems to present himself as a good guy. Um, and I know he knows basketball because he's been one of the most prolific point guards in the NBA. That two time MVP. I'm not saying he doesn't know basketball, but again, I remind people that Steve uh, Mark Jackson was a coach that had no um, hired as a no coaching experience. Um, Magic Johnson was hired with no coaching experience. There have been black coaches hired with no coaching experience. But what I want to say is, is there no sense of guilt that we feel as black men or black women in leadership positions when we don't pull someone else up? And and, and in this case, I I can also talk about like Ice Cube. Does he not have a a sense of guilt knowing maybe he didn't know about the ADOS movement, even though Yvette Carnell and Tone and Antonio uh, Moore has been all throughout the government and have multiple branches out there. Guys, if you, if you're not in tune with ADOS, this is where I say get in tune with ADOS and, and, and really gain some understanding about some of these identity politics so we can properly have these conversations with the right terms.
Um, you said Kaepernick. Kaepernick fell on the sword. Steve Nash never coached the level by itself, and Kaepernick fell on the sword by itself. That fool didn't fall on the sword by itself, man. Look, they could have did what the NBA did, and they could have um, they they could have took a Sunday off. Uh, speaking of football, starts tonight. I ain't gonna keep y'all long. Y'all gonna be able to watch Kansas City Chiefs, or y'all still not watching them um, football? <laughs> you talking to me? I haven't watched football. Forever, look, man. I don't look I, I still watch football. I'm invested. I got season tickets. My wife got them season tickets, so I inherited season tickets for the Falcons, and we still go from time to time. But, yeah, no, the, dude, I just want us to, as as we start to wrap this thing up, look, let's, look I, I, I can go on and on today. Devin, dude, I, I want you to talk next time. Because the people, uh, uh, you you own the camera, so you might as well talk next time and let the people know you actually got a voice. Because this dude give me the third degree every time I end the show, and we end up another hour and a half speaking about what I didn't say or how I didn't piss somebody off with one of the comments that I made. So you know you can talk, right? You go ahead, check your check your mic, pimp. Oh, okay, yeah, he's still there. But look, we <laughs> look. I, I this is where I'm gonna T. I'm gonna start wrapping up. Let me give me T's take. It. Yeah, I'm gonna do T's take. This is I'm gonna wrap it up today. You got it. You got Man, it. Man, look, I, Devin. I, I just want to say, bro, I really appreciate you. Know, I really appreciate you being in the studio with me today and 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 allowing me to really run free and, and run my mouth. See, guys, when I when I can actually look at the comments and I ain't got to worry about producing, I can actually start to have a conversation with you. Um, but as I as I wrap this up, I just want to again say thank you all for um, thank you all for um, for for sticking with me and being very candid and being and, and being engaging as we um, have these type of conversation. I want you to come back if if you are new to the Frontline Stereo Podcast. Go over to the page, hit the like button. Um, you're on the page right now. Hit the like and subscribe button so we can get um uh, get you in on these shows when we go live. Look. This is what I want to say. We can't continue to be over entertained and undereducated, guys. That's one of T's terms. We can't continue to be over entertained and undereducated. We also can't continue to go back and forth with each other about a person. We have to become smart enough to look at the policies and let that be our meeting ground. I don't know if it's um, I don't know if if that's where we become savvy at. Policy could be the place where we become savvy at. But to continue to go down the road of the lesser of two evils and not realize um, that having something to vote for over someone is more important because a community as a community, as a black community, we are. I said it earlier today. We are fiscally liberal, liberal and morally conservative. We're socialists when we want money from Social Security number and we're capitalists when we in the money game already. So we fit all these we fit all these categories, guys. We're we're really purple at heart. <laughs> That's really what we are. And people, until that is realized, we just talking over each other instead of sitting down and agreeing to disagree. But yet, let's move forward towards a common goal. It, that common goal could be, hey, us getting on board with this um, contract for Black America or going to read ADOS 101. I encourage you guys to go do that. I appreciate you guys sticking with me. Um, with that being said, you can now back off the front line. Thank you guys for joining us tonight. Peace.